This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. He is not human, he is like a machine. Making more podcasts than you've ever seen. Tim, cause he sure missed you. It's the Taryn Show, the Taryn Show. Now he's all booted up and ready to go. It's the Taryn Show, a simple name. We're a simple guy with a simple face. It's the Taryn Show. Hello everyone and welcome to the Taryn Show. I am here today with a very, very fun guest. On the eve of Big Brother Canada 10 starting up, I have the champion, the reigning champion of Big Brother Canada 9. It's Ty. Tashawn is here to talk to me about uh, his his Big Brother win, uh, what it's been like since he won, how his life has changed, where he's looking at moving into the future, and all kinds of good stuff here uh, about Ty. I really enjoyed this conversation. So I hope. You all do as well. So let's talk to Ty. So what have you been up to? How are you doing? Uh, it's been a lot. Um, I've been up to a lot of things. I'm, I'm good. Like I can't, I can't complain about all the new exciting things life has brought me. Like my life has changed so drastically since I left the show. So it's, it's things have been good. They've yeah. been really good. I can't. Yeah. Like I don't even know how to put it into words. Like it's just been such a roller coaster. What, what have, what have been the biggest changes? I would say quitting my job. That's probably the biggest one because it's like I quit my job without a plan necessarily. So it's just mm-hmm. kind of like, well, I'm out of here, but not fully sure what was next. So I think that seems the biggest change going from working nine to five, going to the office every day. Now I don't go to the office every day. Yeah. Or like I don't log on to my computer every morning. So that's it's nice. Different. It's, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice feeling for me. It was not having to, to do that. I don't know. Some, some people do find it difficult to kind of like set their own schedule and stuff. Have you found that to be true or are you like, yeah, this is it. Oh yeah. No, it is difficult because now you're just depending on you to set the, to set your routine or to, or to build your own structure. And when you're not used to doing that, that's not easy. Yeah. So it's like every, you still try to get your routines and there's certain things you want to do every day, but like, it's still not easy. It's tough. Yeah. At what, um, so what, what's the new routine? What are you doing now? So right now I'm doing uh, mostly social media influencing. So that's probably one of the biggest things taking up my time as well as I started YouTube. So I started a YouTube channel. So that started to take up some of my time too. I'm doing acting classes and then I've done a little bit of speaking too. So, and teaching. So it's like, there's like a bunch of different things I have on the go all at once. And it's, it's, it's a lot to balance, but it's, it's new and it's different. It's me trying to be innovative and creative. So I enjoy it. 
Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's usually, that's sort of like what you have to do, right? When you, when you're not in a structured place is that like, you kind of have to just like branch out and just like try a bunch of things and like have a bunch of different, you know, spinning a bunch of different wheels at at once or plates at once. Um, What's, what's been your favorite thing so far? It's hard to say because it's like, I don't think I've done one of them long enough to say it's my favorite thing. Social media has been fun in the sense that you obviously have a, a platform to impact others and be able to make cool content and creative content, stuff that's funny. So I love the social media aspect, but some parts are hard, like always engaging, can be very time consuming, can be very exhausting, right? Um, acting, I haven't acted in any anything large yet. Like I've done a couple of commercials, nothing crazy, but that... I think there's something about acting that I'm really interested in and I want to pursue it further, but it's too early to say like, I love acting mm-hmm. and that, and then speaking as well, like doing public speaking, I think something I really enjoy and want to do more of. It's just that I have so much on my plate right now. It's, it's hard to say. And even the YouTube stuff, like the video editing and like creating YouTube content is such a different, it's so different than anything else. Yeah. Trying to figure out like what content works and what doesn't. Um, it's still something I'm trying to figure out, but it's like I'm I'm fully in a test stage right now, seeing like what is it that I'm really drawn to, and I like everything for different reasons. Yeah, it's it's almost like um like you're in a new version of of like college, right? Like you're just like uh, you're just trying to yeah. find yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's really that's actually what it feels like. Like I'm in school, I go to acting class. Yeah, like actually in a class taking notes. Like that's weird, but like it's it brings me back to a certain time where yeah you're discovering yourself Mm -hmm. well have you have you discovered anything uh about yourself uh in in this period i think i've discovered that um change is scary Mm. and it does scare me at sometimes more than i thought it would Mm -hmm. because i don't think i've i've had a drastic change like this in a long time where i've just veered off uh, of a path i've also learned that a routine is important for me i used to think that I was so anti-routine before. I'm like, I do not want to do the same thing every day. Yeah. But I understand the value of it now. Now mm-hmm. that I'm not, I don't have a built-in structure. I have to create it myself. The routine part is really something that I've learned about myself. So like, I actually need one. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's always the biggest thing. And it can be hard to stick to as well. Like, especially when you have like big, like events or like things that you're working on. Like I know for me, like when I get into like a work spiral uh, of like, I've got, I've got ideas, which is literally what I'm doing right now. Uh, I'm in the middle of one. Um, I was like, my routine starts to fall away. And that's when like, uh, that's when things start to get uh, like, okay, not sleeping as well. Like you gotta have, you gotta have like at least a little bit, like at least like maybe in the morning, maybe a little bit at night. Just to like mm. make sure and have that sense of normalcy and structure. Yeah, it's true. And I, and I used to be against that, right? I used to be like, you know what? I do what I want when I want. And I love that that freedom of being just so unpredictable. Like I always used to joke and say like, if you want to kill me, it'd be really hard. You wouldn't even know where to find me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's no. so true. Well, now they can. Yeah. Now I'm like, you know what? You might be able to find me. I'm probably at home. <laughs> oh, man. Um. So, uh, so, um, have you, have you like, uh, have you started to find like success in these things? Like, uh, like, um, do you feel like this is a viable sort of path so far? Are you still just kind of exploring it? Uh, Like success is difficult to measure because I don't, I don't know what I have defined as success yet. Mm -hmm. I think success to me would be being very satisfied and and more focused on on maybe one thing. I don't think I'm I'm there yet. Mm -hmm. Right. 
Uh, have I seen a lot of wins along the path? Well, yes. Like I think, you know, from social media, getting a lot of campaigns, um, from public speaking, being requested to speak at other places, like those I think are, are wins and getting more modeling games, whatever I'm doing, I've seen win, but would I call it success yet? So that definition is kind of arbitrary, right? It is. It is. Yeah. If you asked me that question, I don't know if I'd be able to say that I feel like I've felt it yet. And <laughs> this is yeah, like been my right? full-time thing for a while now. So <laughs> <laughs> well, what I will, what I will say is that even through social media, um, there used to be a quote I, re- I heard a long time ago, like how many people you bless is how you measure success. And I've seen that um, through me speaking on mental health on my yeah. platform, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback from a lot of people. I'm talking about, you know, things they're, they're dealing with and managing in their life and how impactful and positive it made them feel. And that's something that means a lot to me. Um, and speaking about that, because I think with the platform I have, everybody thinks my life is amazing. Mm-hmm. Right. And, it, and it's, it's really important for me to remind, yes, like there are great things about my life, but I'm just a person like everybody else. And I have my challenges in life like everybody else. And I kind of want to be transparent about that to show everybody I'm just like you. Um, I go through challenges and that's okay. And it's okay to talk about them. What are those challenges? I think a lot of self-doubt could be one of them. That's a really big one for me, especially because like a lot of things I do now are public facing, right? So anything I try on social media is an experiment, which I'm experimenting on with the public. Whereas before, like my wins and losses were very private. Mm -hmm. If I didn't get a job, only I knew. Yeah. If I didn't, if I didn't succeed at something, pretty much only I knew or my close people knew. But now if it's like I put up a post that doesn't do well, everybody sees. Everyone's like, what is this? Right. So self-doubt has been a tough one for me. And especially because you can get negative feedback mm-hmm. on social media from whether it's people, you know, whether it's people you don't know, people will just they have this space to, to say negative things. And it's like I've never really been exposed to that as much where I've done something so public. So self-doubt for sure comes into play. How do you, uh, how do you like, uh, get through that? Uh, that one's tough. And it's like a lot of it's positive self-talk reminding myself of what I'm trying to accomplish. Also changing my perspective on what I'm doing. I I have to understand that not everybody's going to like, um, anything that I do and that's okay. I'm experimenting. I'm trying. And at the end of the day, you have to lose to win. And sometimes not always losses, but I have to understand that not everything I do is going to to work. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the journey. And it's just that there's more eyes on it. And that's okay. Right. They always say like your success is on the other side of your fear. And it's like, I keep having to remind myself that on the other side of my fear is where I want to go. And that track, that really helps me get through it. Yeah. I mean, uh, you're, I mean, you're right. You talked about like you're in a situation now where, uh, you know, you're so much more public facing, like there's so much more of your life that is exposed um, and shared and subject to response and criticism, uh, positive or negative, right? Like, um, like, like anything you do, there's going to be some kind of reaction to it. Um, and you don't have as much sort of like privacy, uh, how have you handled that? Uh, I would say like that again has been a little bit difficult for me to adjust to just because you also struggle with like, what do you share versus what you don't share? Mm -hmm. And I think that's been the biggest challenge of this whole influencer journey is like, how much information do I share with people? Do I talk about my dating life? For example, do I talk about what I eat for breakfast every day? Do I show my family and my friends? Like how much am I supposed to show? Mm -hmm. Where am I comfortable with that stuff? And that, that part has been really hard because it's like, 
there's certain things because you're you're building a brand, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, what is true to me and my brand and what is not? And there's a part of you that you really want to show and there's parts you want to leave out. And figuring that out has been quite difficult for me. And I still don't have that answer. Like, what is that happy medium? What do I show versus what do I not show? Yeah, it is. It is tough, I, you know, and, and it's something that uh, I think I've definitely thought about in terms of like, uh, like there are there are parts of yourself that you want to just be yours. Uh, right. Like that, like it's like it, it, part of of doing this kind of job is um, turning yourself into a commodity, like to like uh, like se- selling pieces of yourself, uh, essentially. Right. Um, and, uh, and I feel like if you do, if you do that for everything then like, what do you have left for yourself? Like that's sort of like a, a challenge. Right. Um, so I've always, I've always thought about it in that, in that way. And, and I definitely try to like keep, uh, you know, I, I try to think of it like, here are the things that I can speak on that I enjoy. And here are like my thoughts about certain things. But, like there's like me, like I, like nobody who listens to this podcast or, you know, knows about me on Twitter or whatever. None of them really know me. They know lots of pieces of me, but like, uh, they don't really know like what it is to like, you know, be, be like, uh, like somebody who really knows me. Right. Um, and I, and I think that's for me, what I like, what I feel good about, like, cause I, I don't want to completely, I don't want to like have like parasocial relationships with, with people. And I don't want to like completely just like, uh, commoditize my entire being. Right. So I don't know, but it's difficult. And it's like something that I, cause I also don't like look down on people that do expose more of themselves or anything. Like I admire it really. I mean, it's, yeah. you do it, you do it better than I could. Yeah. It's so true. And it's like, I, I guess it's finding that balance. What do you share? Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, I've had friends telling me like, you have a lot of stories you could tell. Like, you know what I mean? Like you've had times where you've been in a lot of trouble or you've almost died or you almost, and it's like, Yes. Do I want to share? Do I want to share that? Right. And, and, and sometimes I'm like, I, I don't know. There has to, I have to see the value in it and, and I have to understand what the trade-offs are of sharing those things. Yeah. Well, it's also, you know, um, I, I talked to you a little bit about this uh, after you got out of the show, but, um, you know, you talked about uh, toxic masculinity um, when you were on Big Brother and that like uh, that meant a lot to, to me because like I really appreciate when there are uh, you know, like non-toxic male figures, uh, that, that people can look up to. Um, and, uh, and so, um, you know, I, I think that's, that's sort of, uh, for me, at least part of it too, where it's like, you know, how much do I feel comfortable exposing because, you know, how much are you supposed to expose as a, as a man, as like, uh, like all of your difficulties, like, uh, there's so, there's so much that goes into it. And you're, and you're completely right. Right. And it's like, I'm still figuring out what story I'm telling. Yeah. And it's a story about me, but where are the boundaries of that story? Mm-hmm. Right. And like you said, it's, it, it's difficult as a man. What, what do you share? What do you not share? And what are people going to take? It's so, I, I can't even like begin to wrap my head around <laughs> and I'm still in a trial phase. Like I, I try to share a little bit more, a little bit less and see what I'm comfortable with and what my audience is comfortable with. But I guess it's like, these things take time. Mm-hmm. I, you've probably been doing it longer than me. So <laughs> I feel like you probably understand a little bit more, but it, it takes time. 
Yeah, well, I mean, like this whole this whole podcast, uh, you know, it's it's called the Taryn Show, but it's really about all of the people I talk to, and uh, you know, pretty consistently, people are like, why don't we want a Taryn Show on you, where you talk about your life, Taryn? Uh, and I'm like, yeah, that's fine, that's, uh, you know. Um, but like in, in reality, I do sort of like throughout each interview, you know, it's just a conversation, and so when I have conversations, I open up to people, and so. You know, if you listen to all of these, you've definitely heard tons about my life at this point. Right. Um, and you probably have a, a full history of me at this at this point. I've done enough of these. Um, and so, uh, you know, for me, that's 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 how I always felt comfortable with it. Like when it felt natural, when it felt like, um, you know, hey, th- there's a reason for me saying this right now. It's relevant to what we're talking about. And it there's like a point that I can make from it. Like, um, you know, that that's always what felt best to me and it's also i think what has kept the response it, it, like in a respectful place right like cuz mm-hmm. um i'm not just trying to like sell a story or anything i'm just like uh, i'm just i'm just talking mm-hmm. so it comes off as authentic and i think yeah you make a really good point it's the authentic piece to it mm-hmm. right you're just sharing because that's the time and that's the feel and you're going off what you feel yeah. i like that that's actually really good advice Thank you. Uh. (laughs) Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, um, so, so like, uh, something I'm, I'm really curious about, uh, I tend to be curious about with people who come off of the show, especially when, you know, you had a, a very, um, you know, strong experience, you won, um, uh, what has that done for your sense of identity, right? Like you've now, not only have you been on the show, you won, you have a whole bunch of people that see you a certain way that, I mean, for years to come, uh, people will think of you as Ty from Big Brother Canada Nine, um, or at least people that watch the show. And that that person who you were then will be their image of you, right? Um, and so that alone can sort of change how you view yourself because so many people view you that way. But now you've also, you know, moved away from areas of your life like your job that you had before, and you're really finding a new 
version of yourself. So like, do you, do you have uh, like, like where is your sense of self right now? I think like what I'll say is like, I don't want to say I'm, I'm that much of a different person than I was on the show because like I think when I watch some what I've watched of the show it's like it really depicted how authentic and genuine that I I actually really am and I'm surprised that it came off that way so I I think my sense of identity is that like I'm still that same person just learning growing inquisitive speaks my mind really tries to make a difference like I think those kind of things have not changed I do what I will say is that I think it's I don't think the people's perceptions of me um, as, as a viewing audience would change drastically if you, if you kind of just watch me through time. I, I think it's very consistent. I would say more so it's people in my inner and outer circle that will say that I'm different or I've changed because they actually know me. Yeah. And I think it's just that I see life in a different light post-show than I maybe did pre before going on the show. Mm-hmm. It was just very different. Like I was very career oriented and career driven and saying, okay, you know what? I'm going to climb up this corporate ladder and work as an urban planner. And then I'm going to become a director and then a senior. Ma- like that was kind of the, the vision I maybe had at that point. And then when I came off of the show, I was like, no, 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 no. There's, there's something different out there for me. There's something bigger meant for me than what I was doing. And just in having that kind of approach and mentality, I would say like some people that are closer to me that will say that I'm different. People who've known me from before be like, no, this guy is different. And sometimes it's in a good way. And sometimes it's not really in a good way either. Yeah. What, what's, what's not been in a good way? I would say it's people saying like, you know, oh, you don't have time for me anymore. Or you can't really hear from you anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you think you're a celebrity now. And that one could, that, that's, that's my favorite one. Yeah. Oh, you're a celebrity now. And that one hurts a little bit, but it's like people, they project this onto you because of what happened, yeah. right? It's like, yes, I won Big Brother. But I don't think I'm a celebrity. I don't even see myself in that. I'm just still, I'm still Tashawn, but you're going to assume because I'm too focused on building what I'm trying to build. And you may not have heard from me as much as you once did that I've changed, but really I've changed in the way where I'm just trying to grow and really build something from a foundation. And I think that's, that's something that gets projected onto me. And it's something that I've, I've had a hard time with as well, to be honest. Right? Yeah. When it's people, you know, saying these things, it's, it's a little harder than people when, when you don't know them. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I know like from my experience talking to people who've come off the show, um, some people have, you know, and they've, they've talked about it. They did have difficulty after the show. Like, feeling a little bit higher on themselves. Uh, right. And then, and then they had to kind of come back down to reality. Um, but despite that, I think every single person that's come off the show has had an experience uh, with at least one person in their life being like, I think you're big shot now. Huh? Uh, doesn't matter how humble they are. doesn't matter how little they've changed. Like there's always at least one person that's like trying to put that on them. Right. Uh, and, uh, and I think that's, uh, you know, it's, it's something that definitely, you know, while it can sometimes have some amount of accuracy, it's, I think most of the time just, just, it's probably even then, they got lucky and it was just projection still. Right. Like, Cause you don't really know. Yeah. It's so true. You don't. Right. And a lot of times people just, just cause you were on TV, they just see you differently. Mm-hmm. They just do. And I don't know. TV sometimes is just associated with success and stardom right? or being a celebrity. Like it's just, if you're on TV, you've made it. That's the assumption. That's not always the case. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if you've ever experienced this or felt this, but I've always felt like, 
Um, you know, if, if you've ever been in a situation where you've, you've, um, you rise up, right? Like you've, you're promoted or, um, you succeed in some area, uh, like there's usually some level of, um, difficulty with the people that knew you before, right? Well, even, even if they're not in like competition with you for that success or anything like that, they're just like somebody that knew you before you get to a, a different place. Um, and, and that relationship, it, it's challenged at that point because like the dynamic has changed and you often have a lot, uh, you're also, you're often able to sort of like connect with new people who've only known you at that position, that station in your life, um, because they don't have to like accommodate for the change, right? Uh, because that change is, is, is sometimes I think challenging to, uh, to people in your life. And again, it doesn't mean that like, Cause I'm sure there are plenty of situations where like somebody gets promoted and then it goes to their head and they're like a douche. Right. Um, but like, uh, but like in a situation where that's not really the case, there's still, there's still difficulty to overcome because, uh, because like, you know, of the different power dynamics and relationships and like the different statuses of different people and, um, you know, the different, like even like, uh, you know, somebody has kids, right. Uh, and then, you know, one of your friends doesn't have kids and like, you're just living a different life at that point. It's harder to relate to each other. And, and sometimes people anticipate that ahead of time, right? They're like, you're going to be doing different things. And then that manifests, manifests itself in sort of resentment. Like, uh, like, I don't want you to do this. Like, what, you know, oh, big shot, huh? Right. <laughs> and it's true. You know what it is? People are sometimes just comfortable for where they knew you or where they yeah. had you in their lives. Like, I think everybody has an image of people who are close to them in their lives. And that's the image they're comfortable with. And once that image begins to change, they start to become uncomfortable, which is natural. But it's how they respond to that, which really de- determines how the relationship is impacted. Yeah. And, and sometimes with me, it's been negative. And other times it's been positive. Like, good for you. Like, reach for the stars. Other times it's like, okay, big shot. Like, celebrity, you're different. Wow. Like, I can't believe you're treating me like that. Now you don't call me. Like all that kind of stuff is just like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, that, that was always for me, like, um, uh, a big barometer when I was younger, especially when I, whenever I would talk about trying to like better myself, like, uh, like, uh, like improve myself in any way, uh, like the people in my life that were like discouraging and not, not necessarily in a way that felt malicious, but just like, uh, even in just a jokey way, like, uh, like, yeah. Like, uh, why would you do that? Uh, like that was always like, you know what, maybe, maybe this is not the, like, maybe I should surround myself more with people that encourage me when I have a goal, when I want to do something. Right. Um, and so, uh, I definitely feel like there's, there's, I mean, there's a lot there, of course. And again, there's, there's two sides to, to every piece of it, but, um, I, I, I know this is definitely something that a lot of people who go on the show deal with, especially because you also, you now have an experience that nobody in your life can relate to um nobody nobody knows what it's like to have been there for you know 70 whatever days uh and so that's that that alone is like a big barrier right that you have to it's a challenge you have to overcome 100 percent, right and and that's the that's the thing no one really understands that journey and it it inevitably it does change you like it does right but they wouldn't understand in which way or how because they just weren't there like being removed from society like that, I think in a way it's kind of traumatic. Like, yes. Like, yep. It, it's, it's traumatic. 
right? Like it's, you don't do anything like that, right? And, and you have to learn to trust yourself in a way you never had to. But again, not everyone would understand. Only people that were there with you get it. And see, sometimes even the people who were there with you weren't there as long as you. <laughs> yeah. They don't even understand. <laughs> They don't understand to the degree which you understand, right? 70 days in that house, I think, does change you, yeah. right? And in, in ways I still haven't fully figured out yet. <laughs> uh, well, you, you mentioned that, you know, prior to going on, you um, you were really focused on, you know, like your career. Like, uh, you, you, that, like that was the goal. Was that always the goal? Were you like a very, like, from, from at, when you were a kid, just like focused on this goal? No, no, <laughs> not at all. Was I, I wasn't the best student when I was a kid. I didn't become a good student until actually university when I knew what I wanted to do. Mm. I think when I was in school, I was always in trouble in school growing up. Like that was like, I was always suspended every year. I just questioned everything, like questions. Why are we doing this? I don't understand. This doesn't make sense. I don't want to do this. Like it's really oppositional in some way. And not, not not from a malicious place, from just a genuine curiosity. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that curiosity was appreciated until university. Yeah. Uh, and then and then once I started knowing that I wanted to be an urban planner, I think I was like, okay, I want to plan cities. This is how you get there. I'm a good student now. And I think that's kind of what happened. And I just set the bar higher for myself and really transitioned well into my career. And when I was working as a city planner, it was very... I worked, I rep college basketball. I was a bartender. Like I was always just very like work driven. Like I want to make money. I want to move up and I just want to work hard. Um, I don't want to say that's changed, but like the career part has, has changed pretty drastically since being on the show. I was very career oriented in that sense. And then after the show, I was like, no, there's, there's something different out there. I can come back to this if I so choose, but not right now. There's something else I want to try. Yeah. I feel like that's, um, you know, talking about, not knowing what you wanted to do as a kid. Like, I feel like that's uh, something that, that schooling, one of the many things that, that schooling does very wrong. Like, uh, there's just not enough of the why. Like, I felt the same way when I was a kid. It was just like, you know, yeah, I, I can do this, but why, why am I doing it? It sucks. Why are we doing this? Yeah. Why are we doing trigonometry? Why? <laughs> like, like oh, why do I need to know? What- it'll help you it'll, later in life. How? Right. Like just to, and like and I I liked math. I thought it was fun. That like I was I? fine with that one. But like uh, but just in like it, but even even in math class that I liked, I liked doing it. I liked solving problems. I hated the homework because I was like, I don't why? What is this for? Like, what are you teaching me with this? I already know it. You know I know it. I do the tests. Like, what is this for? I don't. And I also hated. And I get I get showing your work in math there's an importance there, but I also, I hated showing my work because I was like, I got the right answer. What do you want from me? I, I and I agree. I felt the same way. I really did. Yeah. So why do we got to show all this? But the answer is here. I did it on a separate piece of paper. <laughs> Here's the answer. Right. And it, 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 that was really me in school. I just really questioned the value of certain things. And it, 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 and it wasn't always related to a career. I understand now that trigonometry is very useful in a career like architecture, for example, Mm -hmm. or engineering. There's a value to trigonometry, but it wasn't really explained that way at that time. Yeah. It might have been helpful. Exactly. Yeah. And that's like, I I feel like uh, there's not enough respect given to children that like, they, they want to know why, because if they do understand and they can understand, then they'll care more. There's, there's like, uh, and, and I think it's especially like you especially see it when it's like 
if if somebody can't go to school for whatever reason, like, you know, their situation or anything like that, they usually want to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they usually like, like, that's a privilege. And and then you, you take people who are in school that don't want to be there because they don't understand. Like, it's a privilege to be there. Like, I don't understand why that's true. Like, you haven't explained that. It's so true. We just, we don't explain things to kids sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, we're doing them such a disservice. Yeah. Right. Um, so what, what kind of trouble did you get into that made you suspended? Literally just, um, asking questions in class, not really getting answers. They just thought you were not a smart wanting, ass. Yeah. Like just guy's just a smart ass. He doesn't want to take notes. Okay. So we're going to kick you out. Yeah. Or if I, and then I would start cracking jokes. Like I, I there was times where like I would you crack were a smart jokes. ass. <laughs> I was, I was really a smart ass. So instead of like crack jokes and I wouldn't listen, like it was just like, I was that guy. Like I was a class clown kind of like, it was just, it was bad. A lot of times it was because I was bored, mm-hmm. right? And it wasn't, I wasn't like I didn't understand the work. I didn't do well. Like I got skipped a grade in grade two. Like I, I, I was smart. Like I knew how to do things. It was just like, sometimes I'm just like, I don't want to do this. I don't, this is boring or this is pointless or this is no. And the teachers I got along, got along with the best are probably like the real tough, hard ones. But the ones that were, that were a little soft. It was it was tough for them. We, we it didn't work for us. It didn't work. I needed a real tough teacher, right? Like uh, like discipline wise, like you had to have somebody to, like crack down on you. Yeah, I need someone to crack down that you know would really respect me, and then I would respect them. Like it was mm-hmm. kind of like they listened, they understood it, but they were still tough. They were still like very like they set the bar high. I think it was those people, the strong personalities. I got along with the best. So what 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 did you think? at that point in your life was like the direction, where did you think you were going? Did you have any idea? Basketball. I'm a basketball player. Oh, and then that's yeah. the only vision I had. There was nothing really like I want to do. Um, I, I, I think lawyer was one thing I always thought of because I was so argumentative and I loved debate. Yeah. I thought lawyer could have been another route for me, but it was really basketball. That was really um, the driving force behind anything I did. When did you start playing? Probably in grade four, grade three or four. And that's really what I did. Like even in high school, there's times I wouldn't show up to class. But I showed up to practice. Yeah. Like, I was always at practice. Class, uh, hit or miss. Was it, did you love, uh, did you like playing the game or were you like really, because I feel like this, for me at least, there's like two different ways that I'll enjoy like playing something. It's like I, I enjoy it for the sake of playing it because it's fun. And then there's like, I enjoy it because I'm, I'm good at it. And it's fun to be good at something. Like, uh, was it was it either or both? Uh, so it was a little bit of both, right? Like basketball, I think, I don't want to say it came natural to me. I don't think I was, na- I don't think I was born to play basketball. Right? If I had to choose a sport, I was probably going to be the best at. I think it would have been football, to be, to be completely honest. But my family didn't really want me playing football, nor did we really have any football players in the family. So basketball was kind of the thing that my dad introduced me to. And I fell in love with it because I just thought it was fun. And I was, and that when I was younger, I was bigger and stronger than everybody. So I was really good and dominated. Then when people caught up to my height, I wasn't as dominant, but still good. Yeah. But I still really enjoyed the, like, I'm just very competitive. Mm-hmm. So, and I love to win and we won a lot when I was younger. So it's like, I wanted to continue winning. And it was just like, it was, yeah, I fell in love with that game. So when, when did, did it shift from basketball to um uh to to something else when you went to college was that like that was the the time like what how did that happen i think i started i don't want to say falling out of love with the game but as i was in college university i'm like i don't think 
I didn't really believe this would be a sustainable career for me. Like my body I had shin splints, my body started hurting. I was like, I yeah, like there's there's guys there's guys who I looked at who were better than me playing pro who were older than me and better and I'm like and they were playing pro and I'm like I they're not making that much money. They don't it looks like a struggle. They're going from team to team. I'm like, if they're better and that's happening to them, what's gonna happen to me? And I don't know if that was the greatest mentality to have, but it kind of just turned me off of that route where I'm like, what is the ceiling here? Yeah. And I was just like, and my body hurt too. And I'm like, this is not, it's not it. It's gotta be something else. Well, I, I feel like that's the thing too. Cause I, um, you know, a job like that, right? Like a basketball player or, uh, in my case, like I wanted to be a writer for a while. Um, like it's, it's one of those things like the ceiling is very high, but like the, the floor is also very high. Like, uh, right. Yeah. Um, and, and you kind of have to, you kind of have like you have to do it like that mm-hmm. like in order to succeed or or in order to like have it be any kind of viable thing it has to be your only option like you have to love it so much you're like even if i don't succeed i just have to do this um and that's uh like that's where it goes which so i think it's i think it's definitely fair to be like eh, i don't know if this is this is right for me i don't know if it makes sense yeah, and that love that you're talking about wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I believe life presents you path, right? And I think even when you have a goal of getting somewhere, there could be something that shows you that that may, that may not be where you need to go, actually. There's something else. And when that door is there, I think life presents you that opportunity for you to sometimes take it. And I think basketball got me to university and got me a scholarship in university, but it wasn't going to be that thing I was going to do for the rest of my life. Basketball brought me to school and school brought me somewhere else. And that somewhere else brought me somewhere else. And then that brought me to big brother. You know what I mean? So it's like life just shows you different pathways. And I think it's really important that you recognize that even if you have a goal, it doesn't have to be exactly where you go. Yeah. It's not a failure if you go in another direction. I think for me, I just went in another direction. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I feel like that's, uh, that's how it, it seems to happen. Like I, I, I talk to people like you just kind of, I feel like the most successful people I know are people that have allowed opportunities to take them in new directions. Um, you know, like there are definitely People I know that like, uh, like I knew somebody in high school that was like, this is, this is my life. My entire life, I've been dedicated to this one thing and I'm going to see, and you know, she has succeeded in that one thing. Kudos to her. But, um, beyond that, like, like absolute dedication, I feel like the real, like, um, you know, success, I think, uh, comes in, um, in sort of taking what you've learned, what's gotten you to a place and then being able to like transition it into like, okay, now I can take this and, and do this. Uh, mm-hmm. Because the, the odds of you being able to recognize what you want to do for the rest of your life when you're, when you're small and you have no idea uh, is just so low um, that, uh, you know, I think that having that openness is really important. And it's so true. It's like along the way you build so many skills, right? Like, and it relates to even what I'm doing now. Like, who knows if what I'm doing now is going to be exactly what I want to be doing. Mm-hmm. But I know that along this journey, I'm going to find something and I'm going to learn something. And that's really, that really, that's really important to me. Yeah. Uh, so how, 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 like, what was it that attracted you to the idea of like city planning? I think it was, it was really the community I grew up in. Like I grew up in a low income community in, in Toronto and 
the way my community was designed, I think really um, didn't set us up for success. Uh, we didn't really have a reliable community center. We had a basketball court, but they'd always take the nets down. And it's like, I don't think our neighborhood structure was really conducive to success. So like when you came home from school, there's a time where you go to the community center, you could do art, you can go on the computers there, you can play basketball. Like that was conducive to like opportunities and success. Once that closed down, once the basketball court went away, you started seeing a lot of the kids I grew up with going into different things when they were bored, you know, going to areas where they're maybe selling drugs or doing things that are just not conducive to the success. Not that there's anything wrong with people who sell drugs. Like if that's your path of choice, cool. But like your options going that path, they're very limited and they're scary. Right. And I don't think there are people, I don't think there were people in my neighborhood who saw other options in those mm-hmm. things. Right. And I think, a lot the foundation of that was in planning, city planning. If you design a healthy community, you give these people, you give people in the community a lot of opportunities for success. And I think people are products of their environment. And I want to help change those environments. How how was it you that like uh like what made you uh I guess capable of seeing that? Like what what was it that like you were able to see there um that uh, that maybe like other people weren't? Oh, there's a couple of things. I, I think because my, my, my parents were so big on basketball, putting me into basketball, I think that was a big one. So that changed my network a little bit than theirs. Um, and then also I, I ended up moving away. I think that's also a big part of it. Like I didn't stay there. Yeah. So I, I think those are two of the, the bigger reasons. When did you move away? Was that just for university or? No, about grade 10. I moved away. Why did you move? Uh, my mom got married and then they her and my stepdad bought a house in the suburb. So we moved to the suburb and that was like completely different life experience there than it was in the city. Yeah. What was, uh, what was it like? Did, were you, uh, were you like against the move at first? Oh, so against it. Yeah. I was upset. Cause it's like the city life is different. Like you're so, as a teenager, you're very independent when you grow up in the city, you can take the bus anywhere. You can walk anywhere. Like you can do whatever you like in the suburbs. <laughs> In the suburbs, it's quite different. Like you're dependent on someone to drive you around, and people people aren't just outside. Like you come to your neighborhood, you just go into your house. And I really struggled with that that lifestyle when I first got there because I didn't know anyone. Mm-hmm. Everybody was just in their house, and I had to just stay in my house. And I thought that was really weird. How did you adapt? Did you just like slowly made friends? You know, eventually when school started, and yeah, I made friends. But I moved in the middle of the summer, so it was just like mm-hmm. there was just nobody around. I'm like, how am I supposed to? I'm supposed to make friends here. <laughs> Did you like, um, was it, was it difficult to, to make friends? Um, you know, because like, uh, like there's a bunch of kids who have grown up in a completely different environment. It was, I wouldn't say it was that difficult just because I played basketball too. Mm. So it's like when you play on a team, it's like you automatically have 12, 14 new friends. I would say, cause you guys are, you guys practice together every day. So I would say like that really helped the situation for me in the transition was from the fact that I played sports, but had I not played sports, I think it would have been really hard. Yeah. I feel like, um, and, and this, this might be totally anecdotal and, uh, and off base, but I feel like a lot of the people that I've talked to, um, that are like good at big brother, they've gone through some kind of like, uh, experience where it's like they've moved and they need to like, like they, they had that experience of like, entering a school and having to make friends or um, like, uh, you know, they, like their parents uh, were split up and they had to go back and forth. Like they, some kind of like challenge, social challenge in their, in their youth. Yeah. I feel like like they, they, they tend to have like experience with like, 
you know, like having to having to acclimate to a new environment in that way. Yeah, I, I would say I had to do that multiple times throughout my whole life. Right. Like uh, I spent all my summers in Montreal um, and then I went to school away from a lot of my friends who were at home. So it's like I was always put in different circles and different environments where I didn't always know people or I had to really adapt to different kinds of environments. So when I was really young, that was kind of a thing. I was, I was moved around a lot in the sense of I wasn't always in one circle. I had to be really good with a lot of different circles. Mm-hmm. Um, and that didn't change as I got older. Like I, had a, I worked a lot of different jobs. So like as I was telling you, like I was working as a city planner, then I was working as a basketball referee, and I was working as a bartender. I was working at the mall at one point, all at once. So it was like, these are lots of different kinds of people you have to understand how to get along with. It's like, I think I really understood how to get along with lots of different people. And I think, yeah, that's really instrumental in playing a game like Big Brother. You got to understand people. Mm -hmm. I think I really had a good understanding of people. Yeah. It sounds like you were doing something uh, like similar back then to what you're doing now, where like you were just trying a bunch of different things. Exactly. Right. It was... That's pretty much my life, just trying different things and mm-hmm. seeing what sticks. Yeah. Right? So uh, in university, you sort of discovered you wanted to, to you know, look into city planning. Um, I feel like that's uh, that's kind of like a unique area of interest to go into, um, at least in my experience. Um, you know, what was it? Uh, what was that journey like? Like, what was the path? So what happened was I, was I was doing a minor, I did a major in economics and a minor in geography. And during one of my geography courses, uh, one, of my prof, one of my profs was talking about urban planning and kind of what an urban planner does. And I think that really exposed me to like, it, I tied it into what my story. And I'm like, whoa, that's something I could see myself actually doing. And then once I, like I Googled it pretty much, like how do I become one? It's like, okay, if you have a degree in urban planning, I'm like, well, I'm already mostly through this degree that's not going to happen what's what are my options a master's in urban planning okay if i have a two a two-year master's i can become an urban planner okay what are the top schools for for that okay mcgill in montreal is one of the top schools i'm like well my family's from montreal i should spend summers there that's where i want to go but because of the top school i need top grade so it's like then i started to you know pull my grades up and then once i applied to mcgill they actually put me on the waiting list which broke my heart and i, I got into a bunch of other schools and at the last second, I, I, I found I got accepted. And that's when I went and I spent two years there. I played basketball one year there. And it was probably one of the, the most fun experiences of my life. I'm doing school, playing basketball, being close to my family, and then doing a semester abroad. I think it was just, I, I really enjoyed it. And I came back, I graduated and moved out west to, to Western Canada, started working as a planner because I figured I would move up faster there. And it, Toronto was a very expensive city to live in as a young person. And that's exactly what I did. I worked there for a few years, came back to Toronto, worked as a city planner, and then went on Big Brother. <laughs> that's kind of that's really kind of the pathway for me. Yeah. Did, oh, did you um, did you deal with like that the the self doubt uh, then too? Did you feel like any kind of like ah, I don't know, like can I really do this? No, I don't think the self doubt was around. Can I do this? It was more so around. Is this what is it? Yeah. This is what I'm meant to like. I'm mm. just going to go to work every day, like from nine to five and do, it wasn't the same thing every day, but it was just like, is this really it? Like coming mm. to the office and interacting with these people and being fake sometimes all day. Like, I'm just like, is this, is this what I want to do? So that the self doubt was more so around that rather than can I do this? It was more right. so, 
do I want to be doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I mean, clearly that's like, so those, those seeds were there, right? And then is that part of what like made you want to do big brother was just like, you know, hey, this is a, an interesting new sort of like uh, opportunity like the, that I can explore. I, I, I don't think it had anything to do with me doubting my current career path. Cause I never would have imagined that big brother would have drawn me away from, from what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was a cool experience. I'm like, who really gets to go on reality TV? Like, yeah, why not? Right. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought in a million years I'd be sitting here doing this now yeah. a year ago. Like there's no way I was just like, well, let me go on TV. Why not see what happens? But I didn't think it'd be this. Right? Mm-hmm. I didn't think I was going to go on and win when I, before I went on. I said there's something I can win, but I didn't think I'd actually win because I wasn't a huge fan of the show. Yeah. Like, I felt like I didn't understand it well enough necessarily to win. I just took, I just had my takeaways in my head and I'm like, if I just apply these things, I'll do well. But win? No, I would never have thought. Yeah. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So now, now you're here, you're sort of, uh, again, like trying to f- figure out where you're going. Um, is there, uh, like w- w- where would you not necessarily career, uh, career wise, but like, where are you looking to, to land ultimately? Like, do you, are you looking to like have a family at some point, like, uh, settle down or are you just kind of like, uh, like, I don't know, let me, let me just ride this out for a while. I think the second is the latter phrase. Let me ride this out for a while. Do I want a family one day? 100%. I really think that would be um, unreal to just have, you know, a family, kids. I would love that. But when that timing is, I don't know. It's like if I was to be with someone my age right now, it's like starting to wind. Like that clock is winding down. Like, okay, like time to have a kid. Um, but for me, it's like I don't see that in the next five years. Like I, I just don't. I don't see myself with a family in five years. Yeah. But if that, that could change, that's all like I'm against it. It's just like, at this point, I'm like, there's no way I haven't figured myself out. So it's like, yeah. Kids? I'm like, whoa. <laughs> well, I think, I think we're around the same age, right? Like, uh, I'm 29. Yeah, um, me as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, uh, you know, it's like, it's like when, I guess when is, cause I don't feel, cause I, I want a family someday too. It's like, like when is that supposed to happen? Because I don't feel like uh, anytime soon that should be happening. Um, but I don't know if there's like uh, if there should if there's like a limit on like uh, when when you can start. I don't know. I, I want to say I don't mind being an old dad. Like I feel like yeah. I'll be young for a long time. So I'm like, uh, there's no limit. I I think the time 
there will be a time where you're like, okay, it's time. But I, I don't feel like I'm anywhere near there yet. Mm-hmm. And some of my friends are having kids. But I'm like, nah, that, that's for you guys. That That's not for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, and, um, you know, I feel like, I feel like a lot of the parents I talk to are just like, uh, don't, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks, you know what I think about sometimes all the sleep I'd have to give. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know if I'm ready for that. You're a big sleeper. I'm not a big sleeper, but like, I love my sleep. Yeah. Like I, like I can't, I can sacrifice it for a few days, but like ultimately there comes that day where I have to sleep in. But when you're kids, it doesn't sound like it lets up. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like you, you're working around them. Yeah. So that would be tough. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I don't operate well on little sleep. I just, I can't even imagine. Me neither. So I would be like, yeah, no. <laughs> right. I hear that. Um, you, I mean, you talked, uh, you, you talked about like, um, you know, uh, if, if you wanted or like whether or not you should get into like talking about like your dating life and stuff in, uh, in, in content. Um, I, I'm, I'm super curious about like what your thought process is on that situation. Like what, what do you, what do you feel about that? What do I feel about it? It's just that like my, my dating life is very, how do I put this? It's. It's inconsistent. Yeah. So I don't know how well it would resonate with my audience to, to talk about it because it's like, I'm not really dating anyone seriously. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not really a thing for me. So it's like, what do I have to say about it? I don't want to come off a certain way. Yeah. Talking about it. So it's like, you know what? Maybe let me just leave this off the table. Yeah. Right. Uh, do I think there'll become a time maybe when I do, I might, I think there's a lot of interesting opinions I may have if I was asked certain questions, but it's like it's not something I, I I necessarily maybe want to put out to the public. So I don't know. I haven't felt it out. I haven't tried. But it's like I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. What what's uh what's what's like what's one opinion you that you have about it that that might be interesting? I think I I think a lot of people settle in relationships. Mm-hmm. That's like my one of my interesting opinions. I think a lot of people settle. I think people get to a point in their life where they're like, okay, you know what? It's time. I need a family. Mm. You're kind of all right. All right, let's do it. Happens all the time. I watch people do it even in my life and I never want to settle. And Mm. I feel like had I been in a serious, serious relationship with anybody, I would have been dating um, up until now. It would have been me just being like, all right, I I feel like I might as well because it's the time. Mm -hmm. And I really want to feel the time is right for me. And then the person is right for me as well. And I'm right for them. And I'm not sure that a lot of people do that. How do you, how do you balance like, um, like settling versus like, uh, unreachable sort of expectations, right? That's a good question. I don't know how to balance that because I, I <laughs> <laughs> I'm still looking for, not looking for. But I still haven't found exactly what it is that feels like the right thing for me. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, if in 20 years I still don't find it, is maybe, are my expectations maybe a little bit too high or unreachable? Maybe. Yeah. Um, but maybe then I just don't end up with, maybe I just didn't find that person or that at that time. Yeah. Right. It's really hard to say, but it's like, I, I know it, it, there comes a time where it feels right and that's the person. And I'm like, I, I don't know if everybody, does that mm-hmm. right and people have come to me and said like you know what like yeah i did settle just because it was time i wanted to have kids yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> and i i never want to do that yeah i, I feel I, like 
it's it's a recipe for disaster. Uh, especially the like, it's time to have kids thing, where it's like, uh, like it's one thing. Like if if you're like, look, it's time. I want. I just want like a partner in life. Because uh, it's like, yeah. I mean, maybe that'll blow up on you. Maybe maybe you'll get lucky. But if it's like, I I, I just gotta have. I just gotta have kids. Uh, it's like, oh oh boy. I don't know. I don't even know what you're getting getting into here. Exactly. And I have friends that said to me, yeah, I just want to have a kid. And I'm like, you just want a kid now? Like, yeah, I want a kid. I want to have a little kid. And I'm like, that's that's crazy. <laughs> so this is a, per- a person, a human being. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's really how I feel about that. That's one aspect of dating where I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not settling. So you, do, you, do you feel like um, like it'll just be like you'll feel it? And it'll you'll know it when it comes, but you're not sure what would cause you to feel it. Or do yes. you have like an do you have like a set of expectations? No, it's not really. I don't have like a set criteria. Like there's obviously some rough things like I would need out of a partner, like someone that's really open, understanding, um, independent. Um, there are things that I see like okay, yeah, these are absolute things that I need out of a partner. But the other thing that just really comes with like energy, like I'm really a big believer in energy and like you can feel if someone's right. Like you can feel like even in a friendship, you can feel like this person has good energy. We have a good vibe and you can feel when you don't. Mm-hmm. Right. And I feel like I have those instincts. Like I know on Big Brother, I knew who was lying to me. I knew who was real. I, like I felt it. Like you just feel right. And it's like it's it's no different in real life. You can, you can feel these things. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you were definitely, I mean, you were involved in a very sort of like unique, uh, situation on the show, um, that, uh, that, you know, I I don't think we've ever really seen anything that played out in the way that it did, uh, with you, uh, and Chad and Beth. Um, and, uh, I don't, I don't know that we will, um, or maybe, maybe we will start to see more of it uh in the future but um is that kind of like uh is is that does does that does that feel like wow that was that was a weird situation that i was in or is that like yeah yeah you know it happens Uh, yeah like i didn't find it really that weird at all i thought it was kind of funny right yeah if we're being real like i I knew beth and i would not be a thing like I, Mm -hmm. i knew that right i knew that deep down what I also knew was that Jensen really liked that, right? I knew that as well. So I knew that that situation could have played out very awkwardly. Yeah. Um, had any of us acted different in it. Like if I acted differently about it and was like, no, I got defensive. It could have created a wedge between Jensen and myself. Like it was, it, it could have been awkward in that sense. But it's like, I, I feel like I was very understanding of the situation. I could feel that he really liked her. She liked me initially. Um, it's like, how do I play this? Well, if he really likes her and she likes me, how is this going to play out? And I'm like, well, if he really wants to be with Matt, that's the best thing. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't, I didn't want to show Matt. I was very clear about that. Um, and, it, and it played out how it did, clearly. Did I think Jen and Beth would end up together? No. But I thought, like, for the show, it, it could like, it work. I, I thought it would work for the duration while we were there. But did I think they would get married after? Like, no. Like, no way. Yeah. But everything seems heightened in there. But it's like, again, it was just something I felt. I'm like, no, I don't think so. But I wasn't certain, but I just didn't feel that. Well, I think that's I think that's what made it unique, right? Is it's not necessarily like the situation itself, but sort of the the reaction to the situation where like you 
were able to, and, and really all three of you were able to kind of just like not make it weird. Uh, like not, not have like weird, like jealous power struggles and like, uh, you know, all kinds of like that stuff that, that you'd normally see in a situation like that. Um, is that something that, that comes naturally to you? Like, cause it felt like you were just not a jealous person. I would say, yeah, like that's something that really is. Right, sometimes it can come off as me not caring sometimes in my life. Like, does this guy care about anything or yeah. anyone? And it's like, it's not that. It's just that I'm not, yeah, I'm not a jealous person. Like, if Beth wanted to be with Jensen and Jensen wanted to be with Beth, that's great in my opinion because it's like they like each other, mm-hmm. right? So if I had liked Beth like that, maybe it would have been maybe more difficult for me to swallow. But at the same time, like, if Beth, if I liked Beth and Beth didn't like me back, it would be best for her to be with him mm-hmm. anyways. And that's the way I would have looked at. That's like, I like to look at things logically rather than emotionally all the time. Somebody's going to take the emotion out of certain decisions. I like to try to take emotions out of my actions when they don't need to be. In them, right. And in that game, your actions have to be logical in my mind. Where, where do you think that that instinct comes from? The it's like, uh, like wanting to approach things logically. I think probably was my, like the way I grew up. I think I, I just think, I also I have to look at things. For example, I think of like growing up with my dad. My dad was always late, right? So if he said he was going to be on time, I could emotionally look at him and be like, I believe him because I love him. Or I could be like, no, actually, he's going to be late. Like logically, like based on the behaviors I've seen, he's going to be late. So it's like I have to prepare for that. So in understanding that you got to be realistic about certain scenarios, I just I just got in a habit of just being realistic about certain things and not always being like, well, this is how I feel. Or this is what I, this is what would feel really good rather than just being like, no, this is how it is. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I, in that game, I looked at it as like, no, this is how it is. Like, be real. Yeah. And in that, in that situation, I was like, no, this is, they like each other. Like, that's what it is. End of story. So do you, do you feel like you, so you like sort of naturally gravitated toward that sort of more logical approach? Um, Cause I, I feel like, I feel like I kind of, feel similarly like i feel like i have a very i'm a very sort of like be be you do you uh like uh like i you know if if you're not into me then that's that's it right like uh like i don't care um and i also i also occasionally get uh the sort of like um you know uh i was just talking to a friend of mine about like attachment styles and like he's like um what was it like insecure attachment or whatever like I was like, I am like very secure. Like I like, I can not talk to you for years and be like, Hey, what's up? Like we're friends. Like I didn't, I don't care. Like, I don't feel like, Oh, you abandoned me. Um, right. (laughs) But like, sometimes that comes off as like, you just don't care about our friendship because you didn't care that we didn't talk for so long. Um, or whatever it is. Right. Um, so, but I feel like I, I feel like I, I don't know that I started there. I feel like I started from a very, like a, a much more sort of like insecure uh, place when I was younger and I sort of like developed into like, oh no, no, hold on. I need to like figure out myself and be comfortable with myself and everything. And then I got to this place. Um, did, did, was it the same for you? Did, or did you just kind of like naturally gravitate to that area? I think it just happened naturally for me. Like there wasn't like one event that took place that made me like this. I just think I I've come to a point. I, I just think I live my life in a way where I'm like I like to do things that 
make me happy. And I like to just be genuine and real and, and live my life. And sometimes I don't live my life thinking about others' emotions. And that's that, those are the issues because I'm so free in what I do. People can take that the wrong way. They can project things onto me and be like, well, you don't care about me. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't care about you. It's more that I'm just living my life. Like I didn't, wasn't even thinking about, wasn't thinking about you at this moment. Like, yeah. I just made a decision. Right. And in past relationships, that's, a, that's gotten me into trouble mm-hmm. from like, you know, I've been somewhere. I'm like, Oh, well, I want to take a job overseas. And they're like, well, what about us? And I'm like, well, what about us? <laughs> like, I, I, I want to do this. Like, this is what I want to do. And it can come up as me not caring, but I was really just thinking about what was best for me. Mm-hmm. Not us, because I didn't really think we were getting married or our future. I, I, it's hard for me to describe what it's hard for me to think about everybody when I'm trying to make a decision that's best for me. Mm-hmm. And, and that, and, and that's what I've struggled with. Some people say it's selfish. Um, and others say, well, you know what? It's, you have to look out for yourself first. Yeah. And sometimes finding that balance can be, can be tough. Yeah. I, th- I think, I think for me, like, um, like I, 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 the way that I try to approach it is that, you know, I, I I'm focused on, on, on myself and trying to like improve myself and all these things. Uh, like, but you know, if anybody needs, if anybody like, uh, like I'm here for people, right? Like, um, if you need to talk to somebody, if you need like need help with something, like I'm always gonna like be there for people. Um, but I'm not necessarily going to like, you know, um, if factor people into my decision making or anything like, you know, like if if I, you know, if like we talked about, like if I if I have an opportunity that uh that might make somebody feel a certain way like uh like kind of like like oh i don't know how my my friend or how this person might take this if i do this like uh you you have to you have to live your own life and and then you know the relationships are are sort of like in a different space you know exactly that's kind of how i see it like i would never be like oh you know what i didn't take this job because of my relationship yeah i don't I don't think I'm maybe if I was married for like 15. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, like now I'm like, no way. It's definitely yeah. like the way to like, uh, you know, I, I feel like if, if you're, you know, when you're making decisions, it has to feel right to you. Um, and, and you're right. Like, unless you've, unless you've like truly partnered up with somebody in, in life and like you're, you're a team together making decisions together in that way. Like, you can't, you know, you, you can't start there. You can't just be like, Hey, I, I just, you know, we, we we're, we're dating and now all of my decisions have to run through this, you know, filterness. It's like, it's a process and you have to sort of like get there. Right. Um, and I do feel like when people start dating, I feel like they, they will oftentimes kind of like jump there. Right. Mm-hmm. And and on the other side of that, I'm, I would be the same way on the other side. Like I was in a situation where, you know, I was seeing somebody and they wanted to move to Australia, and I was like, "Oh, that's dope! Like, that would be fun." You're looking at me like you don't, so you don't care. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I just said I'm happy for you. What do you mean I don't care? Of course I care. Like I love that you're doing that. Well, what about us? What are we gonna do? I'm like, I don't know. We'll figure that out. But if you're going to Australia, that's dope. Like, congrats. It's, it's so funny you said that. I guess I've had the same thing happen uh, where it's just like, like, I'm just like, hey, like, uh, that's this is great for you. Or like, uh, like, hey, you know, if it, like I, if somebody if somebody's like mad at me. Right. And I'm like, hey, if you don't want to talk to me for a little while, if you need to blow whatever you need to do, like, uh, I'm fine with it. You're fine with me not talking to you. Wow. That just make me feel very. 
what, like, what do you want from me? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, yeah. I'm trying to let you be you, you know? I, I deal with that too. Like I'm very, I'm very big on giving people space. Mm-hmm. But I guess some people don't always want. The they space. don't. They, really they don't want, want the space. They want you to call them and be like, "Listen, what's the problem? What's the problem?" <laughs> right? And it's so true. Yeah. Uh, it's. I see. It's. It's. I. I knew. I knew when I watched you on the show that like uh, I was like this. Uh, this. This guy feels. Uh, I feel like there's a, there's uh, something I can relate to here. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's so true. And I was very much that way on the show. I was just like, listen, everybody's going to do what's best for them. Mm-hmm. I won't try to force it. The only time I tried to force a decision or try to really, really try to put point people in a direction, it didn't go well. And I'm like, you know what? I will never do this again. And this is, I'm going to play the game out of my life. Yeah. And that's, and, and, and that worked for me. Well, I, I think for me, like I, in what I've sort of heard from people that are close to me is that, they they ultimately even though it might be a little difficult to sort of like understand at first they ultimately really like my approach to things because uh they know that they can trust me with anything like i have no they know that i have no no motive when i give them advice or when i talk to them or when like anything like that i'm never like you know i'm never going to give them advice that's like well i'm giving you this advice because secretly i want you to stay friends with me or like it because because it would make me feel weird if you did a certain way like i'm just purely your interests are in mind when i'm talking to you um and uh and you know hopefully people find that valuable you know 100 percent, and I, i'm the same way like my friends come to me for advice for that very same reason they know how impartial i can be and, and how real i can be and, and how i see things and i'm not going to tell you always the emotional thing. I'm going to tell you really how it is. If you ask me, I'm very big on, if you don't ask me, yep. <laughs> I'm not going to say much. Yep. <laughs> I'm not going to look at you and be like, I don't like what you're doing in your life or I don't <laughs> like this unless I feel like it's really detrimental to your life. Mm-hmm. I'm not really going to give my opinion thing on things that I'm not asked to give an opinion on. Yeah. Yeah. Def- definitely the same way. Um, so, uh, so tell, tell me more about the, um, about the, the YouTube channel, uh, because I feel like, um, I feel like that's of the things that you've mentioned so far. Um, it, that's probably the biggest vehicle for like self expression, right? Yes. No, 100% it is. And my YouTube channel is, I'm still testing it out. Right. So I started off doing, putting up some of my vlogs that I recorded over time trying to get myself to present day to Sean. Um, and they've done okay, but it's, it's it was a test to see okay how does this do how do I like doing it um, how do I express myself in this way that was interesting um, and now I'm trying other things so I recently just shot an outfit challenge with my friend I think that will be hilarious I haven't posted it yet but I think it's going to be really funny it's me and my friends we're cracking jokes we're going to a Christmas party everybody has to do a fashion show and I think it's it, it's funny right it's really funny content very different from the vlogs the vlogs have some funny things but. It's not as funny as something like this. And then I have actually a segment where I ask girls questions, guys are too afraid to ask. So these are different kind of things I'm testing out. So I'm going the challenge route, I'm going the questions route. I may do some more like um, story time kind of things and really see like what I enjoy, make the content I enjoy making and, and what really works for me. It's just like a self-exploration journey as I see it. Yeah. And YouTube's tough. Like it's, it's tough to understand. It's different than anything I've done before. Cause I've been talking about doing a YouTube channel for years and now that I'm actually doing it, it's, it's tough, but it's, it's fun. You get to be creative yeah. and, and really create You're you're a producer. 
of your own of your own content. It's pretty cool. What's uh what's one of the questions that uh guys are too afraid to ask? Can we split the bill? <laughs> that was one of the questions I definitely asked. Yeah. Uh, and it was the response was hilarious. So it's that's a great teaser because uh I'd love to know the response. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because I always that like it's not that I always ask this question. It's like when when can we, when can we not? Mm-hmm. What what do you think? Like if I don't know you yet. Should I be paying for your whole meal? I don't know. It's something we're going to have to talk about. So yeah, you'll see it. it'll be interesting. So yeah, so I love that kind of stuff. And then conversely, I'll probably do a questions girls want to ask guys. And that, mm-hmm. and that would be really interesting to see me, you know, defend, defend the guys. Because I know, I know the girls will come at us pretty aggressively. <laughs> and I, I'll, I'll have to defend. I can't represent all guys, but like, I'll, I'll say what I think. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Um. Well, I... That it's it sounds like uh, sounds like this this is I like I like this idea it's a, it's a good idea yeah and, and it's it's a trial right so yeah. I'm gonna see how it goes and it's fun and, I, and like it's scary but fun at the same time mm-hmm. you know well I look I I appreciate you talking to me this has been a lot of fun yeah of course anytime Taryn it's always a good time talking to you. yeah. Uh, if you ever, uh, you know, if you ever want to like, uh, chat about ideas or, uh, you know, do something, uh, I'm down. Yeah. Um, it's definitely, it's definitely set something up in the future. I'm sure there's you've done this for a while. So I'm sure there's a, a lot of ideas I can bounce off. You Maybe we can do something together in the future. Yeah. It would be a lot of fun. For sure. Uh, all right. Well, thank, thanks. Uh, oh, where, where can people, where can people find you in, in all of these different, uh, avenues? So you can find me on Instagram at Tashawn X Carter and on YouTube at Tashawn Carter Newman. There you go. So there it is. Or Tashawn's world. <laughs> find, find the answers. Um, so, uh, so th- by, honestly, by the time this comes out, uh, these videos might be out. So you can go and check uh, out these, some of these videos. You can find the answer to the question about the bill uh, and see... <laughs> see what's going on um thanks thanks again ty of course taryn anytime there you go that was ty had a great time talking to him uh i uh, i hope you all enjoyed it um a lot of similarities there in terms of uh you know and i really do feel like this happens a lot i just we end up finding a lot of similarities in in uh in in everyone i talk to but um, definitely enjoyed uh, chatting with Ty and the Big Brother Canada guests will not stop. I've got uh, at least one more for you next week. So uh, if you are interested, you can tune in next week for part two of Kevin Martin. I talked to Kevin about four years ago. His life has changed a lot since then. So uh, it'll be really great to catch up with Kevin. Uh, I talked to him around the uh, the time that uh, 2021 was coming to a close, and uh, he had a lot of uh, of thoughts about you know his year and, and where he wants to move uh, forward from uh, from where he is now. Uh, always great chatting with Kevin, so make sure you tune in for that. Of course, you can find me on Twitch, Twitch.tv/slash Taryn Armstrong, and uh, come hang out my Discord as well. We uh, we we do some fun stuff over there in the Discord. You can find me on Twitter. Armstrong Taron and lots of other things I've got going on. Big Brother Canada 10 will be starting, so I'm sure we'll have lots of fun with that. But that's what I've got for you today. So thank you so much for joining me here on the Taron Show, and I will see all of you 
next time. It's the Terran Show. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply